You're locked into HBCU Pulse, the number one outlet for HBCU students. What's going on, guys? This is Taryn Richardson, your host for The Road to Royalty. We just wrapped up our first episode. We kicked it off with Ms. Delaware State University, Ashley Davis, Ms. Sam Yu, Erica Johnson, and Ms. Bowie State University. Check it out. Before we were faced with a global pandemic, I'm sure you ladies already had in mind that you wanted to run for this position. Amina, why did you want to run to be your HBCU candidate? Um, it kind of all started my freshman year. Um, honestly, I didn't even think I was going to go to college, really, um, based off how my living environment was, how I was kind of like brought up. It was it was pretty rough. So going to college was probably like maybe my last, the last thing on my mind. And, you know, by God's grace, I was able to get accepted to Bowie State. And really, I think what made me really want to run was the students and the faculty. Um, I believe that they really took me in as one of their own and like, you know, a family member, which is really warm and loving. And I'm like, wow, this is different. And um, honestly, I just wanted to like pour into the next person how the faculty and the students at the time poured into me when I was a freshman and just continue that legacy. Wow, that's that's amazing, Ashley. So, um, honestly, I decided to run. I would say it started my freshman year as well. Well, actually, like right before I came to DSU, and I would just like follow the royal court and see the type of things they did, and see like the current Miss DSU and everything that she was doing, and it just inspired me. Like that's just where I saw myself, like from the jump. So I honestly just worked towards that for the past four years. So it's always been a goal since I've got here. So you mentioned that you this is something that you worked for for the past four years. What was your initial reaction when you heard that we were no longer going to be able to hold campaigning traditionally like we normally would on campus because everything was being held virtually? Initially, I was really hurt. Like, um, like during the summer and fall semester, I was hurt about like not having a homecoming, not being able to go to the conference and stuff like that. But eventually, like as the fall semester came to like basically in the middle I just, like, learned that you can't spend your whole reign being upset about something. Like, eventually you're going to have to adapt to it and still enjoy it regardless. So I figured out ways to work around it. And, yeah, that's just what it was. But I was definitely upset, of course. I'm not going to sit here and say, like, it was nothing, that it was easy. No, it was definitely hard on me and all of my sister queens. But, you know, we got through it, and that's all that matters. And prior to running for Campus Queen, you had other leadership positions, like Miss Freshman and serving as your SGA vice president. How did those positions be something completely different from your leadership roles when you ran in the past? Uh, I would say, well, this one, it just required so much more. Like before, I was definitely, of course, like doing stuff and putting in work as a class queen. But when it comes to representing the entire university and then trying to represent all HBCUs when I ran for um, Miss NBCA Hall of Fame, it's just, it requires way more, you know, like you're setting a different standard for yourself and other queens everywhere. So I would say I definitely had to dedicate more time to it. I definitely had to, you know, work harder and just like push myself more and even work on my confidence, my delivery and my speech, everything. So I would just say it required a lot of work and it required way more preparation, honestly. Yeah. So in Erica, royalty runs in your DNA. I see that your mom and your sister both served as Miss FAMU. Your brother also served as Mr. FAMU. Did you feel that there were any expectations you needed to meet to keep the family legacy going? Um, expectations? No, not really. Um, my family was really supportive in whatever I um, put my mind to. So I really didn't have any expectations to run for my family. But for my mom, I know that um, 
having all her kids in this position really warmed her heart. You know, she really loves FAMU. Like, she has the most pride. Like, she she is that alumni. Um, you'll see her at all the games. You'll see her in the comments. Like, she has so much pride for this school because of what it has done for her and her family. So it's just an honor to be able to just continue the legacy. And what legacy did you want to create for yourself? I wanted to advocate more for the arts at FAMU. That's something that Kamani, my Mr. FAMU, and I um, wholeheartedly are, we're passionate about the arts. We're passionate about what the department has done for us and everything that we've gained from that department. We just want to share it out and just have testimonies about how FAMU produces great entrepreneurs, great artists, great actors, great everything. We're just so prideful about our school. So that's the legacy that I want to continue. Amina, you served as Miss Junior, so you've had a path of some leadership roles yourself. Did that position in any way prepare you for being the HBCU queen of your campus? Um, I would say um, being Miss Junior definitely helped me um, prepare for this position, probably because we were I was able to see like the ins and outs. Um, even though I was just a class team, not attendant, but I get I got to see the ins and outs of how. Um, World court really worked because that was actually my first time on the court. So I wasn't really sure how everything was supposed to go. I'm just, you know, going with the phone. Okay, I see how this is going. So um, I think it definitely prepared me um, for this position a lot, to be honest. I'm glad I was able to get that experience before running as Miss BSU. So, Mina, how is it being queen of your campus and reigning with Mr. HBCU, Roland Reynolds? Um... Wow, Roland, actually, me and Roland known each other since, what, middle school? <laughs> like, we really go way back. So, um, and just seeing where we both have came from and how much we have grown over the years is definitely a sight to see. Um, I don't even know where to even begin with that. But it was just, I don't know, it was a, I don't know, it was just a lot, like, seeing where he came from and seeing where I came from, I was just super happy for him, super excited because I know it was something that he really, really wanted. Um, and, of course, we call Roland Mr. Energy. Like, he has all the energy in the world. He comes on his A game every single time. So being on the court with him really, um, like I said, prepared me for this year as well. Always on top of everything, always ready. Um, even if it's something that's last minute, still on the go. I don't know, just experience. One of the core last year was definitely an experience that I probably would never, ever forget, especially all the um, that we have been through as a core all together. Yeah, I would just never forget it, honestly. Ashley, when did you start to prepare to run for uh, HBCU queen, campus queen? Um, I decided I wanted to run for Ms. DSU. Wait, when did I start preparing? Actually preparing, like, yes. true preparation, like, my platform and everything. I would say my, like, the summer going into my senior year, I started, but I wasn't really locked in on it. Like, I didn't have, like, a clear vision. I just knew I wanted to run, and I had, like, some colors in mind. But when, um, I would say, like, November, December, when that hit and we saw, like, the interest meeting flyers and stuff, then, like, I got the ball rolling. I started thinking about, like, picture themes and platform points and initiatives and everything like that. So I would say I spent my entire junior year planning, but towards the middle, like, towards the end of fall semester, that's when I really, really started, like, really planning. What about you, Erica? When did you start to prepare to run for Campus Queen? Um, I would say same as Ashley. 
um, around November, that's kind of when like the theme starts to to come about. I started, I actually received the theme going to the classic because we were just brainstorming because we had time on our hands. So I was just in the car with someone and we were just, just throwing out themes and it was just a fun time. Um, but yeah, I started back in November and um, then in January I did um, Finding Erica. Um, it was a social media challenge where if you found me um, and you had to do some kind of creative challenge, then there was an incentive, which was really engaging. Um, that was probably one of the best activities that happened before COVID. So I'm happy that I was able to do that. So looking deeper into that, how did you begin to brand yourself before your campaign? I Like I said, that, that Finding Erica tactic, um, it allowed people to get to know who I was. Um, when people found me, it it was an opportunity for people to get to know who I was. I just, it was, it was just a fun event. Like, um, it was one of the most engaging things that had happened on campus that semester. So I was like super excited about the whole thing. So I would say that's how I, I got the buzz about who I was and and that I was running. But when I was a freshman, my sister was the current Miss FAMU. So everybody always compared me to my sister because we were on campus at the same time. Amina, can you speak on the importance of branding, if it is important to brand before you decide to run for Campus Queen? Um, I think for me, um, branding yourself is all about, I guess, just carrying yourself and yeah, carrying yourself how you want people to perceive you from social media, how you carry yourself in your everyday life really sets the tone of how people are going to look at you every day. So I think it's really important. Um, you really set the tone. Whatever you put out there, however you carry yourself on campus or just, you know, everyday life is how people are going to look at you, period. Um, so I think for me, I just want to see people at, I want people to see me as someone that's super relatable, super personable. I think stigma around like rural core, they're like the stuck up people or they're, they feel like they're too good or I don't know. I just don't like it. So I'm just like, I'm going to be that person that kind of just changed that narrative. Yes, I might be Miss Google State, but I'm just a student just like you. Um, I go through a million and one problems just like you as a student or just a person, period. And um, we're all, I'm human at the end of the day as well. So I didn't want to, I just want to change that completely. Like, just because I'm going to record doesn't mean like, I'm not going through it right next to you or you can't talk to me or I just want to change that whole narrative around the world court and how like they're not approachable and stuff like that. So that's how I wanted to look at it and change it for myself at least. Yes, Ashley, how did you learn about COVID-19 and how did it shift the culture on campus? Um, well, I learned about it when we unfortunately had to go home for spring break and never came back. We're not going to talk about that. So you, I'm sure you ladies have been given advice from previous queens, but none of them could have prepared you for your reign in the midst of a global pandemic. When you first found out about COVID, it was either you were just about to start campaigning or you have already been campaigning. How did it change for you, um, Erica? Uh, personally, I would say it was devastating, um, being the fact that FAMU campaign week is so intense. Like we were, we were preparing with the t-shirts, the, the pins, all of the items, you know, like this is, this was the, the peak of the semester. So it was devastating to not 
be able to fulfill um, the traditional campaign um, as previous years were. But I would say it was enjoyable to pivot and to transition onto a social media platform. Um, and it, it just allowed everyone to be creative and innovative. And I would say um, these queens really set the standard when it comes to um, virtual campaigning. So, Did you find it to be less intense um, doing virtual campaigning? Uh, I would say, I guess you could, we were allowed to have our events when we won our events. We didn't have to canvas throughout the campus as, you know, previous years would have to, you know, um, walk up to students. We'd have to do phone calls. You know, there was a lot of like phone banking, calling people, um, messaging people. So everything we had to do in our house, in our rooms. Um, and, you know, we, we did it well, um, but I would say it was kind of different. I don't, I'm not sure if it was, it was easier, but it was different. That's all I would say. How about you, Amina? Did you find it to be less intense or more intense to campaign virtually? Uh, I think it was still slightly still intense. Uh, I, was, I would say with social media, I was able to reach more people. It might sound odd, but you know, on campus, you might not see everyone. Like you might come across a few people, well, at least on Boosted Tech, you might come across a few people here and there. But I think on social media, you can easily search up BSU or something like that and find more people to really like talk to and DM and really get to know on social media. So I kind of like that, I guess, a little bit more because I was able to reach out to more people as far as campaigning goes. Um, I don't know. I, one thing I would say, I said a lot of money because <laughs> the money I was going to spend on like Eric, like Erica said, like t-shirts, pins, banners, outfit, everything. Um, definitely saved a lot of money. But as far as it being intense, I think it was still slightly intense because I was still trying to reach as many people that I could. Um, because all we have is social media and everybody's on social, so still trying to put my message across, even though it was on like Instagram and Twitter. And can you tell me a little bit about or a lot about Firewall and what that means for Bowie State as far as campaigning? Ooh, the firewall. <laughs> so uh, the firewall is basically um, an event that we have, you know, every year during campaign season and students are able to ask the candidates questions um, from anything, <laughs> literally anything. I think it's not eh, no cut cards kind of, but, you know, it's a little censored, but really anything like this is the opportunity where students can come with their questions like talking about any and everything honestly so uh for me firewall this year or um doing campaigns in last year was pretty interesting um but it's just i don't know it was it's still it's intense i would say because you don't know what people are going to ask you but as long as you are genuine and yourself and you answer to your best ability um people are going to know if you're being genuine, that people know how you are as a person overall. So regardless of what people are asking or whatever your answer is, people know if it's genuine or not, to be honest. Um, and Erica, tell me about what the Declaration of Candidacy is. Declaration of Candidacy is the moment where you're declaring um, what you're running for. Um, you're vying to be in this position. You're asking your student body to elect you for this. Um, position. So declaration of candidacy is a moment where the best speeches come out, the, I want to say the flyest suits, 
Um, it's where people really represent. It's kind of like you're showing up as yourself. You're showing up as the person you are humbly vying to be. So it's the first moment where people see you. So it's a big deal. And campaign season is all about having a dope campaign theme. Ashley, how did you come up with your theme for running for Miss Delaware State University? Okay, so my theme, it's really funny how it worked out because I actually changed my theme like a week before we started campaigning because I had this idea for the longest, but it just wasn't catchy enough. So I just ended up turning what I wanted to have into an initiative and then coming up with a whole new actual name, which was Reclaiming Our Throne. So pretty much everything I wanted to focus on was bringing awareness to a lot of things going on in society, like actual relevant things and showing the campus how to adapt to it. So one thing I focused on was sex trafficking and showing women how to be aware of stuff like that. And I had self-defense classes and things like that. And then also the presidential election by um, doing voter registration drives and stuff like that. So just reclaiming our throne, like your throne is anything. Your throne is this world and being aware of all the things going on in this world. So I just took the things I wanted to do and thought of a catchy name that basically embodied all of that. So that's pretty much how I came up with it. And Erica, for your theme, A New Era with Erica and a Timeless Woman, tell me about that and how that came to be. So I wanted to not honestly I was really conflicted with picking a theme I just want something to represent every black culture everyone you know that's when I put a timeless woman and I had um, various versions of myself Um, and then I said a new era with Erica because I just feel as if my reign was going to be something different I knew I had something special and something different to bring to the campus other than just you know face representation. You know, I wanted to bring substance. I wanted to bring value. I wanted to bring excitement to the student body. So I just wanted to spearhead my reign with my theme. So that's where a new Erica, a new era with Erica derived from. And Amina, Queen-ish, how did you come up with that theme? Um, so Queen-ish, reign into your purpose. Um, honestly, I came up, came up with that pretty last minute, <laughs> honestly. Um, I was definitely conflicted, um, wasn't even sure I was going to run because there was a lot of stuff going on academically, but I don't know, something just, I don't know, I just woke up one day, I was like, this is it, this is the one, I had so many ideas, so many things, I'm like, okay, clean it, it's catchy, people going to see it because of the show, um, and then add the rain into your purpose was really what I wanted to really focus on, um, as far as rain into your purpose, like I said, I didn't really know coming on campus, what I really wanted to do here. I'm just going with the every day. And if it wasn't for the students and faculty, I really wouldn't know like what my purpose was on this campus, what type of legacy that I want to leave on this campus. So um, I think that's kind of where I came with Rain Into Your Purpose. And of course, like the rain had different, like, you know, it was an acronym really, and it had different points. I think one was like reconnect, reconnecting the students. Um, I felt like it was a re- disconnect between the students and the faculty and the culture was just definitely changing that boy. Um, so I wanted to bring that back together and just um, impacting those around us, not even just the campus, the students on campus, but the community surrounding, surrounding Blue State University and just um, helping everyone just grow into themselves and really figure out what their purpose is on campus, what their purpose is on life. Um, and just kind of continue to push towards that every day is how I um, and decided to come up with my platform. Amazing. And other than serving as your campus queens, one thing you ladies all have in common is that you had to campaign and rule during a pandemic. 
Ashley, what has been some of the challenges you faced during my campaign? Challenges? Okay, so um, when I was going through my like process of taking my pictures and getting everything together, I would say it was like that was right during quarantine. So that's when, you know, the nail salons were closed. You couldn't really get your hair done. So I had to like finesse with everything and just find somebody to do everything for me because everything was closed. And it was low-key like, you know, we were like, weren't really supposed to be outside. So I almost felt guilty like doing these things because all this stuff was not supposed to be open. So I would say that was my main thing because I really was outside, like getting everything done, doing photo shoots. And we were really supposed to be inside and just the grocery stores were open. So yeah, that was my thing. Erica, what were some of the challenges that you faced during your campaign in the midst of this pandemic? Uh, I would say, I think I was, I was lucky enough to just have a great, campaign team that we just like I said we pivoted like it was it was kind of like okay now we can't do this how can we just turn it around like it was we just acted very quickly um and asked for like I don't know like with campaign week you have to have multiple outfits I was I was able to you know wear things that I already I'd have I had our excuse me I had already had um a bit in my closet so like Amina said I saved a lot of money um so I was fortunate enough to have a smoother campaign um, virtually. And Amina, what were some of your obstacles or hurdles that you had to overcome when campaigning in the midst of this pandemic? Um, I think I might have to probably agree with Ashley was trying to just get the pictures and you know, our videos done. Because like I said, it was pretty last minute, but not last, last minute, but it was last minute. Um, so I'm just running around trying to find outfit, um, trying to figure out who could take pictures because everybody, people didn't want to come out because it was the beginning of COVID. So nobody didn't want to come out there, you know, just a lot going on as far as that. I'm like, wow, how am I going to get this stuff done? But, um, you know, by the grace of God, I was able to get it done, but definitely trying to get all the materials together as far as the pictures, videos, hair, I, I didn't even get my hair down to do it myself. Um, my nails I don't even know but we just had to make it work with what we had to be honest um also like what Erica said we just okay we couldn't do this what's next because I couldn't just sit there and like oh my gosh this is not open or oh my gosh it was like the next thing like okay what can we do how can we finesse this how can we make this better how can we still um put our message out put my message out despite not having exactly what I need I think that would be the I think that was the hardest part overall. And Erica, you were able to get a celebrity endorsement by Roy Wood Jr. How did that happen? How did you go about getting that? Um, my mom um, put me in contact with one of her classmates. Um, and she was close friends, good friends with him. So she reached out to him. Um, and luckily, he was available to do a video um, the last the last the day before voting day um it was so funny his his video was so funny because with virtual like he was he was just talking about how to vote virtually and it's just so different um looking back on it now but i was really fortunate to have him the pandemic overall it kind of put a strain on everyone's mental health how did you get through it erica um i would say i'm still getting you know we're still trying to you know wake up to positive mindsets and, you know, trying to stay afloat in the midst of everything that's going on. Um, 
I just feel as if I take it day by day as a campus queen. I know that um, it's my duty, my responsibility to fill the campus with excitement, you know, to continue to um, be a beacon of light to others. You know, a lot of people are going through a lot right now. Um, and all I, all I can do as a student leader is be a vessel of happiness and hope for the student body. And yeah, I would say this is an ongoing um, journey. And Erica, during your campaign, you had put on a bunch of great events, like a yoga day, a day party trivia. How did you come up with those events? And why did you feel those were important to incorporate in your campaign? So like I, I said, um, with the pivoting um, and trying to figure out how we can have a successful campaign, I guess I was kind of nervous because it's never happened before. So I just started thinking about all these ideas. Like I, I just kind of, we just started throwing out all these ideas. Um, and we, and I, I had friends, like I had a, a cooking show. I had other things. And these are all my, my friends. I was like, I was calling people. I'm like, can you do this for me? Can you do this live with me? Can you do this with me, please? Like, um, that's a great thing about FAMU. Like it's a great network all together. So I just had people around that I knew that does wonderful at what they do. And I knew they would love to be a part of that experience for their business exposure and for, you know, another opportunity for students to be engaged during um, the pandemic. So I was really happy that I was able to do that. Before we go any further, I have a have to give a great big shout out to Miss Morgan State University. How you doing, Miss Reality? Thank you for tuning in to the Road to Royalty. Ashley, what were some of the events that you put on for your campaign and why did you think those were significant? Okay, so the main thing I had was two self-defense classes. So I definitely feel like those were significant because one of my main initiatives was teaching women how to be aware of what was currently going on. Well, what, what is still going on, but was very popular back then, which was trafficking, especially actually in the state that my school is in. So I wanted to... Um, my plan was to give out like take like give out um different materials on campus for them to protect themselves, but of course we weren't on campus, so I thought that having a self defense class on live and bringing an instructor in to show women how to protect themselves if they needed to without weapons was going to be a good thing and something that people could really benefit from. So that was my main like that was my favorite event, and then besides that, I was just doing like Q and A's. Um, I did like a aux cord like a party thing with a DJ, and besides that, yeah, I would just say just like engaging with the students and letting them know what my initiatives were ahead of time, like through the event. So that was the importance of them. That's great. And after all of your hard work that you ladies put in to your campaign, how did you feel when it paid off when you won? I mean, how did you feel? Um, honestly, <laughs> I was stuck. <laughs> I couldn't even, I don't know. It didn't even hit me at that moment. I had to really like I don't know. When it go in my room and be like, wow, I'm really miss Bowie State. I've been waiting for this moment since freshman year. When I seen that the current Mr. and Miss on stage for the freshman pageant, I'm like, that's gonna be me one day. But um, I don't know. It was just super overwhelming, um, exciting. It was a lot of mixed emotions to be honest. I was happy. It was so much going on, like literally. And then as soon as they announced who won, probably like 15, 20 minutes, the current Miss um, BSU, Deanna Nelson, she pulled up to my house with the sash, the legacy sash, 
And I'm like, wow, this is this is this is crazy. Like, <laughs> definitely shed a few tears. I was I'm honestly just blessed, super grateful, super thankful um, for all my supporters, everybody that helped me to this very moment. Um, I don't. It's it's too still to this day. I'm just like, wow, really? Is this really this? Is this? I'm believing really fake. Still to this day, I'm still asking that question. Um. Oh, and I think because when it's something that you've been wanting for a long time and you finally get it, it's just like, wow, you got to give all praise to God, to be honest, and I still praise him every day for it. Erica, how was your reaction? Uh, my reaction was um, joyous, of course. Um, it was kind of, I don't, I would say it was, it was kind of like a dream fulfilled. I, I watched my, my mom go crazy when my brother ran, um, and I was in the fifth grade. And then 10 years later, I ended up winning. So it's just, it's kind of like a full circle um, just to be able to have this opportunity and this platform really is a dream come true. So, And Ashley, you ran unimposed during your campaign, but you still had a high quality campaign. Please talk to me a little bit about the mindset you had leading into your campaign. Okay, so leading into my campaign. So when I first found out that I was unopposed at the campaign workshop back in February, I was honestly shocked, but like that just motivated me. I was like, okay, like I'm unopposed. Like now I have to put one because nobody's going to say this was handed to me. Like regardless, I'm going to work for it. So honestly, that made me work harder. I made sure that I really had initiatives that were really going to impact the campus. And even though I knew like it was going to be me, like when they said my name, I'm emotional. So I'm a crier. Like I was still emotional about it. Um, I called, uh, no, a former Ms. DSU called me. She prayed with me. Like she prayed over my reign. So that was great. It was a great feeling. I ended up praying by myself after the fact, just like praying that everything was going to work out, that me and my court were going to um, be fine throughout the rain and everything like that. But I would say like it still didn't hit me then. Like it literally didn't hit me until coronation. Like coronation, I broke down. That's when I felt everything. But besides that, yeah, it was just it was honestly a great feeling. It's still surreal. It was honestly surreal. That's the word I would use for it. So before running, Erica, what are some things that you wish you knew? I wish I knew to just breathe, really. Um, I am an overthinker. Like, I, I worry and I overthink and I stress. And I just, there's no need to when God is in the picture. So I would tell myself to just stay prayed up and just to keep being yourself. How about you, Nina? What do you wish you knew before you campaign for the, your position um honestly i probably have to go with erica <laughs> i think she said it perfectly um i'm, I'm also a overthinker i overthink all the time i'm currently overthinking because i have all this work to do but um literally like i'm over i'm an overthinker um and it's just so much that i, I want to do and it's just a lot so I wish somebody definitely would have told me, like, relax. It's okay. Like, breathe, literally. Take time. Sit down. <laughs> like, whatever you need to do is going to get done. And whatever doesn't get done, doesn't, you know what I'm At least you tried sort of kind of thing. So literally just breathe. And I'm still trying to tell myself to this day, breathe, relax. Like, it's all going to work out. Everything is going to unfold on its own. God is, you know, God is here. He's with you. Um, and yeah, just keep pushing, really. Ashley, what advice would you share with someone 
who is about to prep and, or begin to campaign for the upcoming year, now that because we're still in the midst of this pandemic, what advice would you share? You know how at least they have the advantage of knowing that we're in a virtual standpoint. So plan your campaign that way, plan it around that, plan your year as if COVID is still going to be here, just in case it is like, don't plan it as if everything's going to go away and just prepare yourself early. Like when you're prepared early, all you have to do is show up. What about you, Amina? What advice would you share to someone about to campaign in the midst of this pandemic? Um, I think for me, would probably definitely be planned as well. Planning definitely helps. It helps with execution. Um, it helps with not being, you know, overwhelmed when the time comes. Definitely plan. And I'm really big on being personable and really being relatable. So pandemic or not, I would say like, be you, like be genuine, have genuine intent um, running for this position or any position, period. Um, like I said before, people are going to see behind the personas or the facades that, you know, you try to put out there. So why try to do that when you could just honestly just be yourself? That I can't even stress it enough. Be yourself, be relatable, be personable. And um, that's going to take you far within itself honestly so that's what I would say thank you thank you so much ladies we are about to close out and thank you guys for just coming on here and dropping some gems for everyone but before you go please let everyone know where they can find you on social media Ashley yes so first off thank you guys so much uh, I wish you guys the best of luck for anybody that's running for this campaign it's so exciting make sure to enjoy it don't stress too much enjoy it because it's going to be fun um, my Instagram is the Ashley Michelle, T H E A S H L E E Michelle with two L's, and um, my other page is Miss Delaware State. So yeah, you guys can follow me on there. Thank you guys. And Erica, where can people find you? Okay, so my Instagram is Erica Nicole E R I K A N X C O L E, and I'm very happy to be here this evening this is a great conversation um good luck to all the other candidates that are running this semester um like ashley said have fun like campaign week was supposed to be fun it is fun it was fun for me um despite everything that happens and all the things that you know go on with colleges just have fun because this is the only campaign season you'll have if you're running for a um, HBCU queen position. So just enjoy it. And how about you, Amina? Um, so like they said, like what they said, um, thank you for having me. And for anybody that's running, like they said, um, enjoy it. It's like, you know, one in a lifetime opportunity, to be honest. Um, go full force, put your all into it. Um, keep God first and um, whatever's for you will, you know, always, will always meant to be regardless of the outcome. God already knows your path. So you just got to follow in it. Um, so you can follow me on Instagram, three underscores, Mina, M-I-N-A, but I have four, four A's at the end. And then Twitter, that girl underscore Amina. And yeah, thank you all for having me this evening. Great conversation. And we won't be taking any questions tonight, but please feel free to text us at 478-221-7127 for any questions regarding 
campaigning. And to learn more about the ups and downs of bulk campaigning at an HBCU, be sure to purchase a Queen's Pain by our HBCU co-founder, Randall Barnes. You can purchase it by clicking the link in a Queen series bio on Instagram or text a Queen's Pain to 478-221-7127. And also be sure to tune in next week for next week's episode of the Rule to Royalty Class Queens with Miss Virginia State and Miss Savannah State University. That's going to be at eight o'clock next week on Wednesday. Thank you so much for tuning in to the first episode of the Road to Royalty. Again, I'm your host, Taryn Richardson. And until next time, continue to reign in your purpose. HBCUs are more than a trend. We're forever a part of the culture. We can show you better than we can tell you. A Queen series and HBCU Pulse has you on lock. From royal court to Greek life, sports and campaigns to graduation. We are the number one outlet for HBCU students. Make sure to tap in and learn more at hbcupulse.com.